Dropbit Gaming. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Drop Bear Gaming Podcast. Yay. Yes, this is 151. Yep, 151. My god. Seems like Not amazing. a prime number. Oh, bugger. <laughs> you knew I was going there. All good, all good. We'll just move on to games We've, we've skipped a couple of prime numbers fucking actually. numbers. <laughs> we do the prime number joke every time it's not a prime number and then when it is a prime we, we don't forget. mention it. Yeah. 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 I think 149, I think, was a... I don't know. If Adam Spencer's listening, he'll tell us. <laughs> Thanks, Ad. I know 151 is not, though, because okay. it's divisible by... It's a Wait, is it? One. <laughs> this is a great start to the yeah, podcast. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, now I have <laughs> yeah, to worry yeah, about it. Now he has to. He's just checking. Uh, yeah, TikTok, I just TikTok, go like TikTok, this. TikTok, TikTok. Okay, Google. Is 151 a prime number? According to Wikipedia, 151 is the 36th prime number. It is. Oh, is shit. Killed it. With which it comprises a twin All right, Thanks, Googs. Googles. Googs. Googs. There Thanks, we go. Google. So, now you know that. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the mathematician I sounded section. confident when I said it wasn't, though. Yeah, you did. So that's... I, was, I was like, I'm not even going to bother looking that up. I'm the real prime around here. <laughs> Anyway, so there you go. Thanks for joining us. We hope you didn't get your hopes up after the last episode well, yeah. for us to improve at all. Because it ain't going to happen. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. That, that's definitely something we can say with confidence. Yeah. 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 We don't know numbers, but we know improvement. We know one thing. Here, We've there's no improvement. <laughs> this is the best you're going to get. So please enjoy continuing to listen. That's right. Or not. Um, Sign up to our Patreon. <laughs> Leave a comment. There you go. Anyway, um, so video games. Video games and stuff. It's actually... Was anything been... interesting happened that's worth talking about? Um, we tend to just review video there's, games. There's occasionally... actually been some decent stuff happening. I, mm. I, it was about a week and a half ago, maybe two weeks ago, um, that ACCC decided that people who purchased Fallout, Fallout 76. 76 could get a refund because there was so many issues with it. Yeah, false advertising. I actually saw the heading and went, oh, fuck yeah, everybody can get it because the game was shit. Yeah. But no, it has to be like disconnections or issues with the actual coding. Yeah. Um, not just the crappiness of how you thought the game was, <laughs> which I thought was a bit harsh because that probably should get you know, I thought it was to do with them like as well. selling a product that wasn't as advertised, but I didn't read any of the articles about it. Yeah. So I no, it, that was, it was just all about if it was, uh, you know, if you, if you had, had disconnections and all. How that do you kind prove that though? Yeah, who knows? Good luck to them though for trying to get a refund if they. You know, yeah. If you bought it, go and take it back to eBay and throw it at them really hard yeah. and say, "Look, it's broken." I want a refund. This is terrible. Yeah. This game is not good yeah. at all. It probably wouldn't even hurt them the game was that bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe. Anything else? Um, I'm, I'm sure something came up that I was like, oh, that'd be a real good conversation topic. Yeah, there was something that... Um, We're going um, very well on this episode so far. Yeah, everyone. we've done a lot to uh, we've researched. You know, be ready for this. We've got an agenda yeah. full of notes. Um, well, 
While you're thinking about that. You're lucky we even have a gender. (laughs) (laughs) Don't assume our agenda. That's right. Because we don't. Um, Um, FIFA? There was a whole issue. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. There was um, um, the the, dodginess. Yeah, the top players were... They had a secret um, Discord chat channel where they were like secretly organising to to dodgy up the game so that they never had to verse each other. Because I think it's something like they have to play a certain amount per week or per month or something to get into like the top 100 players. Um, And I guess they get paid for being in there um, as one of the top players of the world. Yeah. and yeah, they they all decided that it was easier to just go against you. shitter players and win, to, so that they could all keep their rankings and stay up and in the, the top yeah. ones and get paid. Um, Cheeky fuckers. Yeah, that's pretty fucked up. And one person has been hit with a fine or something by EA, even though it was like a whole bunch of people that were in yeah. there. So there's a bit of an uproar bit about sketchy. it. Yeah. The other thing was BlizzCon as well. Yes. So on the back of the whole Hong Kong thing with Blitz Blitz Chung or whatever his name was getting banned, they came out. The CEO came out at bloody BlizzCon and was like, "Oh, we've let down our standards and we haven't lived up to what we meant to." And rah rah rah. We're going to work really hard and actions speak louder than words, basically. Yeah. And then immediately after that, people were like, "Well." Because they not only suspended him, they suspended the dudes who were like the shoutcasters. Mm-hmm. When he did that, they sort of like got out of the way and let him do it. And they suspended them as well for not... They said that suspension stands because their job is to keep it focused on games mm-hmm. or something. Which is totally opposite to what he said. Yeah, Their whole thing is that people should be able to... Well, the alleged thing is that people should be able to believe in what they want to believe in and, and be vocal and be vocal yeah. but not if you're employed by blizzard to be the shoutcasters like if you're that dude you need to try and shut them down basically yeah. is what they're saying mm-hmm. which is completely counter to what he fucking said in his yeah, apology exactly. speech and he also came out and said oh no like they dialed back the suspension on old mate and they gave him his winnings back mm-hmm but he's still suspended and they came out and said no 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 he's still suspended yeah. like he can so, have some money for believing in what he believes yeah. in but we're not going to let him it's play the game it's just pure lip service so yeah. they didn't change anything yeah. so that they're trying to the way it seems to me is they're just trying to make people like Blizzard again mm. while still appeasing the Chinese overlords yes so they came out and announced Diablo 4 and Overwatch 2 which are two major fucking things that yeah. people are like, oh, fuck yeah. Mm. So, number one, that's a great distraction from their bullshit. Yeah. But then they said they're not coming out for at least a year. Yeah. The foreseeable future will yeah. not have those games exactly. in it. Like, so it's clearly just a distraction point. Well, it was, was it 10 years or more between Diablo 2 and Diablo 3? It was a long yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. time. Yeah. Well, so, it's, it's like... A really long time between all of the Diablos. Like, Diablo 1 to 2 was, and like, a yeah, while as well. True. And then 2 to 3. But it's been years since Diablo 3 came out. Um, I think it was I think it was 12 years between Diablo 2 and 3. Yeah. Or 10 or 10 to 12 years. And then it was 8 years. It's been 8 years since Diablo 3 came out. Yeah. Because so it came out on PC fucking ages ago. And then, like, 4 years after that, they brought it out on true. console as well. Yeah. Which sort of refreshed. And they do expansions and stuff mm. but yeah. yeah and so people are yeah, just believing 
in what they've, they're selling, mm-hmm. I guess. And so. the, um, you know, there's a lot of news about Overwatch 2. And if anybody, if you've listened to this podcast before, you know I'm a huge Overwatch fan. Love the game on PC. Not so much on the consoles because I don't like, particularly like very heavy shooters on console anymore. Mm. I'm spoiled. Um, yeah. PC's killed it. But anyway. Well, PC is um, the place to go if you want to play games like that. Yeah. So I've I've loved it. I'm not really that interested in finding out too much about Overwatch 2 until there's release dates and all that kind of shit. Yeah. Because although there's lots of information coming out about it, you don't know what is real and what's just hearsay and what's just... Yeah, you know, even potentially Blizzard staff just talking it up so it's in the news. Yeah, there's a long. Don't have a lot of information on it yet. Yeah, so. we're still a fair way away from it. So, like, what? Yeah, yeah. It's like what was that other thing that I was talking? Um, a movie that we were talking about the other day. They announced is coming in like 2022 or something. I can't remember now. Fuck! What was it? Actually, what's his name comes out. The Witcher comes out. Oh, today, it's Spider Verse. It? Yeah, oh. oh no, the the Witcher TV series, which, by the way, if you haven't checked out the trailer, go and check it out because it mm. looks fucking awesome. Yeah, that's coming out December 20th on Netflix. Oh, December 20th. Okay. Yeah. I thought and, it was soon. Yeah, but it's, um, yeah, I'm spewing because I'm going to be away on holiday yeah. then, so I'm not going to be able to watch it. Yeah. But Laura's like, it's on Netflix, right? You can watch it whenever the fuck you yeah, want. Exactly. I'm like, yeah, but I can't watch it on the launch day. <laughs> She's like, are you serious? <laughs> Speaking of smashing launch day things, um, Atypical season just came out. Mm-hmm. And I love Atypical. It's a great show about a, uh, a family where the son's got um, autism. Yeah, uh, He's on the spectrum, pretty high on the spectrum. Anyway, the new season came out on last Friday. Yeah. And we finished watching all episodes by Sunday afternoon. Nice. Um, and then I get an email on Sunday night from Netflix saying, we've just added a new season of Atypical. I'm like, yeah, you fucking haven't. <laughs> I've already watched it. Wish there was a new one. Yeah, well, the first part of the final season of Bojack Horseman was put on Netflix recently. And oh, that's yeah? like my favorite show of all time. Yeah. It's just fucking unbelievably good. And um, yeah, I was reading that they didn't want to finish it. The The creators were like, would have been happy to keep going for another couple of seasons. Mm. But Netflix are pulling the pin on it. Oh, wow. So, but at least they gave them a fair warning and said, this is going to be your final yeah, season. So it wrap it up if you yeah. want to. As opposed to like every other show on Netflix that like, gets fucking done. canned. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Santa Clarita Diet, which mm-hmm. I don't know if you've watched that. It's got Drew Barrymore. Yeah, I've she, seen it. But she's I, like a yeah. zombie. Well, yeah. she, she, she has to eat human flesh yeah. yeah it's actually really fucking good mm. and um the problem was like laura started watching it but she hadn't got to it until the third season was out yeah and so she watched it and was like wow this is really good and i started watching it with her and i was like actually mm. really good yeah and um then they pulled it mm. but the third season ends on a cliffhanger that's so nice. yeah yeah but it's one of those shows that like you you know, it can slip between the cracks, but then when you do watch it, you're like, wow, this is really yeah. good. Why have I never watched this mm. before? And yeah, the creator of, of Bojack was saying that Netflix is, because they also did this show called Tuka and Birdie, 
which yeah. is like about two birds, mm-hmm. but it's the world of like it's the same art style as Bojack Horseman, okay, and yeah. that did one season and then got pulled. Yeah, like straight away within like six months they were like, no, you're not getting a yeah. renewal, and he came out and said, um, it's disappointing how Netflix has changed from when Bojack Horseman started because Bojack Horseman is one of those shows where mm-hmm. you need to give it time. Yeah, it's a and, great show, and he said that when he started Netflix said we want the most popular time for Bojack season one to be when we're launching Bojack season two mm-hmm. so they're not there's no expectation on it to succeed they were just gonna give it two seasons and see how it goes basically yeah and now it's you put it on and if it doesn't get mad views straight away it's fucking yeah, done done yeah. Where, whereas it like that Tooker and Birdie show it got like reviews saying it was the hottest new show and like really like a, one of the best shows of the year and stuff oh, yeah. like that but not Just no one watched views. it well it's one yeah. of those like you look at Bojack Horseman and if you don't know that it's really fucking well written and mm-hmm. smart and all these other things yeah. you look at it and go oh it's a dumb cartoon about anthropom- anthropomorphic yeah. fucking horse dude yeah so you go oh that's dumb mm-hmm. and then you watch it and you realise it's the most fucking human show ever made yeah it's pretty good and yeah. um yeah but like at face value you just will flick past it yeah you know mm. so it's disappointing how Netflix have kind of changed in that way without that they're no longer I guess they're more focused on trying to win in a Very because well Netflix before now. was like mm. the only thing yeah and you know Disney Plus launches in America in two days and here in a week and yep. in Europe in March mm-hmm. and it's like that's going to change everything it will. because it's $90 for a year for Disney Plus mm-hmm. Australian dollars which is cheap it is it's $9 a month or 90 well, for just, a year Netflix just went up too yeah like it, for me it went up 5 bucks a month or whatever yeah you've got the 4K one yeah yeah, yeah. So, so I've just got eight, bucks a I've month. got HD and two yeah. two watch two things at the same time mm-hmm. and it's 14 and okay. Stan is 14 a month as well and Disney Plus, which arguably has more content than both of them. You would think so. Um, well, because Stan, a lot of Stan's content was Disney stuff. Exactly. And now it's going back to Disney. Like yeah. Marvel, Star Wars. They've got National Geographic. They own Century, 20th Century Fox. So they've got The Simpsons mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. Like, I don't know what the There's licensing is going to work. Of stuff. I don't know how that's going to work with Foxtel. Because Foxtel has a lot of the licenses for a lot of that shit. Mm-hmm. But they'll just run them out, I think. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I assume. That's why Europe is not launching until March. Although yeah. it's presumably to do with localization and stuff like that as well. But whatever their story is. Yeah. But yeah. like most likely, there's a lot of licensing stuff between all the different countries over there. Mm. So true. You wait until it fi- finishes up, and then you can launch with this massive. Plus, four months after launch in America, have a like. Just mm. think about what kind of new content is going to be exactly. on there. They've got the Mandalorian. They've got like five Marvel TV shows lined up for it. Wow. Like new content. It's going to be fucking it's massive. Be huge. And, and they've got more money than God. Yeah, so exactly. More money than That's why they can Catholics. afford, like like I was saying, Netflix and Stan are 14 bucks a month. Amazon Prime is cheap because it's 60 bucks for a year. Yeah. But Amazon Prime doesn't even compare to the other two in terms no. of content. Yeah. And then Disney is $9 a month. You know, mm. which is almost half the price of Netflix, exactly. and they've got everything that Disney's ever done, mm. which is an insanely huge catalogue of is. stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be massive. Yeah, it's a, it. And then you've got Apple yeah. TV coming very soon, afterwards. which is going to have more um, 
original content yeah, as well. Yeah, they've been so. plugging already some of that on the radio and stuff. Mm. I've been hearing coming soon to Apple TV, and it's like, oh fuck, that must be soon. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting but to yeah, see. I'm getting Disney Plus as soon as it launches next week. Yeah, because like I was talking about it at work, and the guy's like, oh, I'm not, I don't know if I'm really interested. I'm like, dude. It's everything Pixar, everything Marvel, everything Star Wars, plus all the new content that they're making specifically mm. for it. Yeah. And it's half the price nearly of Netflix. Like, why would you not sign up? And to be honest, like, I enjoy Netflix. Like, yeah. It gets samey a lot. Mm. You know, like, that you go through... Because at the moment I do have, you know, I've got Amazon and I've got Netflix. Yeah. And I think they're the only two streaming services I have. But I've also got... Foxtel TV, which allows and one hundred and twenty dollars credit on there, yeah, which so allows me to watch movies, movies and, stuff. and stuff, and back catalogs and TV series and all that shit. Yeah. Um, plus, there's obviously you know all your other on-demand shows like yeah, ABCs and SBS yeah. and fucking nine and seven and all that shit. And I find I quite often will just automatically go to Netflix and just scroll and yeah. just be like, ah, fuck, there's nothing on. You know, yeah. there's nothing on here that I'm that interested in. Yeah, or nothing without you knowing, watch at this exact moment. Yeah, without knowing what you actually want to go in and search for. Yeah. You know, it just doesn't give you the, I don't know, the stuff comes up very similarly all the time. Yeah, I tend to open it and just look at the front page and if there's something new, then I'll watch it. Yeah. But if there's not, I'll just like flick it off. Yeah. Doesn't and, and that's pretty much what I do. I'll go to Amazon and have a look there and see if there's anything there. If yeah. it's not there, I'll go and have a look at, you know, one of the others and I'll yeah. quite often end up finding something on iview that I want to watch because there's yeah. good funny stuff on iview that yeah. I don't sit down and watch TV to see so yeah. you know like Gruen one of my favourite shows mm. um, but anyway I put on iview all so the time so we'll see we'll see what happens yeah, well it's, it's handy kind of particularly for us because we've got kids like I've got young yeah. kids so yeah even just thinking about the kids' side of Disney stuff, mm. to have every Pixar movie and every classic Disney movie and all the TV shows. Because Dis- the Disney Channel oh, was yeah. a fucking channel for the last 20 years. That's right. Like, I remember that coming out when I was a kid. Yep. And so they've got 20 years' worth of TV content there, let alone all of the movies from all time. Yeah, exactly. You know, plus yeah. all the shit that they've acquired recently. It's insane. Mm. So yeah, the guys at work are like, "Oh, it's kind of for kids. If it's if you got kids, it's good, I guess." I'm like, "No, it's good if you like watching fucking good quality <laughs> shit. You own a you TV know? and want yeah. to use it. Yeah. yeah. What you're saying? You don't want to watch Star Wars stuff? Get out. <laughs> Pack your bag. Pack your tools up. Dying. <laughs> you're fired. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, so anyway. yeah, there's, that's that's the drop bear TV update. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so I want to talk about um, a game that's been out for a few weeks now actually mm-hmm. um, yeah it's been about three weeks it came out uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare I've did played... that come out like five ten years ago or something um, yes and it's come out again <laughs> wow yeah. re-release and not even a remastered like yeah. it's not even the original but it's not even remastered they've just gone Go let's figure. take the name and the concept yeah. and then completely make a whole new game yeah pretty much it's a weird and marketing decision they actually did it as a kind of prequel as well yeah so it's set before Modern Warfare like Call of Duty 4 yeah, yeah. Did you know? Well, the last one was that, Advanced Warfare, wasn't it? Or there yeah. was Black Ops 4, I think. I don't... 
Call of Duty. Do you know there's been 16 Call of Duties? Yeah, that sounds about right. That's a fucking lot there's of There's been game. one every year since we started, so that's 10. Yes. Yeah. And so then... it's been going for a long, long mm. time. Um, but yeah, this one's kind of a reboot of the Modern Warfare kind of yep. world of COD. Yeah. Um, and it's... I don't know, right off the bat, I've got to say, I've really fucking enjoyed this. Playing it on PC... Yeah. Um, we did get sent a copy on PlayStation. Yeah. But like I said earlier, I don't like shooters particularly. This Def- caliber caliber of shooters. Yeah. Um, on on console, I just don't like the feeling of it. I don't like how it, the aiming works and the yeah. shooting works it's and all that. It's definitely stuff. a slower game. Yeah. On, on console. And strangely enough, it's crossplay. So the amount of times yeah. that I log in and play a game. Multiplayer, and you can see the console players. It actually tells you who the console players are. Yeah. Um, Is there any kind of way that it tries to I don't equalize? Know. I don't know. Because surely it you'd be smoking be. everyone on it console. It has to be. Yeah. Mouse it's, and keyboard. There's not even any argument. Like you no. literally cannot aim as quickly with a con- you controller. You can't turn. You can't do half the stuff. Yeah. And to be honest, I have a mouse and a keyboard for the PlayStation. So yeah. I could get on there, but what's the fucking point? Yeah. You know, I've got it on the thing. If it yeah. was, if I could get on there with the keyboard and mouse and only play against other console players, yeah, I probably would. <laughs> <laughs> just be just, dominant. Yeah, just so I could cheat, you know, yeah. but I don't need to. So anyway. Because um, you're naturally talented at it. Well, obviously not if you look at yeah. how I played it the last few years. It is um, good. I, I The thing that I like about it before you get into it too much. Mm-hmm. So I've only played maybe an hour of it on PlayStation because yeah. I've been busy with other stuff. And um, the thing that I like about it is it's almost refreshing to have a modern shooter. Yeah. Because there's been this push like with Battlefield 1 and Battlefield V yeah. and then Call of Duty, whatever the one was that was World War Two recently. Mm-hmm. They all it's, went backwards. It's backwards. Revisiting Just before all that, that they'd all gone way forwards. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. so it's nice to have that not sort of aged. I don't know because yeah. like, Battlefield agree. One was good, but it didn't do anywhere near as well as I think they wanted it to. And then Battlefield True. V slash Five, whatever, definitely didn't because yeah. no one I know is playing it, and all played it. Yeah, all played <laughs> it, and yeah. yeah, it's just I just don't mm. think people are interested. Mm-hmm. What they need to do is a new bad company. Yeah, like that style. Well, what they've done with this, which is, again, quite refreshing, is they've added a decent story. Like, it's a six-hour campaign in this, which is great. You know, and the story of it is... It's it's typical Call of Duty. Like, it's edgy and it's fucking gross in some parts. And I think I mentioned it quickly. You know, really confronting imagery in some of it. And, like, there's there's one section of the game where you get waterboarded yeah and they're trying to like the people are trying to get some information out of you and you get waterboarded and it's like fucking hell like this is hardcore yeah and seeing children die and seeing dead children on the ground and you know things like that it's fucking full on like it's in your face um watching a terrorist attack take place in Piccadilly Square yeah like it was fucking hectic like there was kids around and you know lots of people christmas shopping and then all of a sudden 
fucking people are blowing up. You know, yeah. like it was hardcore, and only Call of Duty has the balls to do it. Yeah. So it's kind of good. Like other games have tried. And it's not like the argument against it generally is that you shouldn't glorify that shit, but yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't come across glor- as yeah. glorified. No, it not. comes across as like as shocking, shocking, and yeah. this is fucked. And yeah. you know, and this is why there's people in the world, yeah, like the army yeah. to stop shit like that happening. You know, yeah. um, so it, it's actually been really good. Um, you know, I've liked the story. I played through it pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, it is very much as opposed to, you know, your um, breakpoint kind of game. It is a run and gun, run into a room in most cases and shoot everything in the face. As quickly as, as you can. Yeah, 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 exactly before they flank you. Um, but it's been kind of refreshing to go from, and I spoke about this last time, we, you know, we played a shit ton of... Um, of Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Yeah. Then I played a couple of hours of Outer World, which you'll talk about later. Yeah. And it just went from, you know, good action to fucking put the brakes way on. Yeah. Like riding in a tram. And then I thought, fuck it, I'll just go in and play this. And it was actually kind of refreshing to just jump into another shooter straight away. Yeah. Um, but without the level of care that you had in Breakpoint as well like it's it's not as I don't know it's not as engrossing like the story having to pay attention to the story as much type thing mm. um, it plays like an action shooter movie you know yeah. which is you know a bit more I'm Fast sitting back and, and yeah, yeah I'm not as involved as I was with the other one emotionally um, there's as you said it's good to have another game set in our, our time now. Yeah. Um, you know, gone are the shitty rusty guns that couldn't shoot properly, um, as yeah. well as the futuristic mech suits and the wall riding and fucking double jumping and all that all kind that of bullshit. Shit, yeah. Um, it's good not to have that, I think. And it's nice just to have a, a well-grounded, well-leveled shooter. Yeah. And it, it really is. Like, it is, it is well done this time which I've really enjoyed you don't have to worry about all the other bullshit that came along with the game like I said the you know the wall running and double jumps and all that shit you just you're a human yeah and you're running around trying to point the gun and you shoot you don't have to fucking do 50 special abilities exactly which is and you're not a a super soldier you know like you are a soldier and you're out there but you're not a super soldier which is kind of you know good to have um one of the things that they've actually added, which is is pretty cool, it's only a small thing, but it actually makes a big difference, um, is door mechanics. So you could always open doors to get into rooms and things yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. but if you're running full pelt and you just run at a door, the doors fling open and make a shitload of noise, and you know, or you can walk up and crouch and like just open it up and have a look inside and then go in the room if it's clear. Um, it actually makes a big difference to the game because the amount of times that I've been in a room and been looking out a window down a street or something covering people yeah, and then all of a sudden you hear fucking boom and the doors break open and you turn around and just start shooting like a crazy person. Um, it actually makes a difference to the game. Yeah. You know, like you can set a claymore near the door and you're going to kill whatever comes through it anyway. 
but I've actually had ones that have snuck in and shot the claymore and they end up behind you and then you're done. Yeah. You know, so it's actually kind of cool. Like this just, in multiplayer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just to have a bit of a difference in that is actually, a, it's a small thing, but it can make a big difference to a game like this. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, it's the first game since Ghosts in 2013 that hasn't had zombies in it as well. Yeah. Which to me just seemed really fucking dumb and gimmicky. They had some kind of exclusivity deal with a with PlayStation? survival mode yeah. or something like that. Yeah. So they've got that on PlayStation for 12 months. Yeah. So in October 2020. Which is when the new fucking game exactly. comes out anyway. Yeah. So, so it's basically 100%. That's right. Yeah. Which yeah. is kind of interesting that they do that. I wonder how um, much PlayStation paid for that. But they've... I guess I, they've, it's it been PC. PlayStation for the last couple of years. Like yeah, PS4, it has. Yeah. Whereas Xbox 360 was Call of Duty was there. Yeah. And then PlayStation dominated this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I've got it on PC, and to be honest, I couldn't give a fuck. Mm. I don't care that they've got an exclusive on it. I always thought they were gimmicky and stupid anyway. Yeah. Um. So I don't give a fuck. Yeah. So, well, yeah, have plenty of fun with it, with what it exactly. is. Anyway, it's just That's an right. added bonus to own it on PlayStation. Exactly. Um, the they've got all the normal shit as well, like the weapon customization and the weapons trees and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it, I don't think it's really got any bigger. Like it's it's been fairly stagnant in that area for a long time, um, because now we're using in this game we're using actual modern weapons and they're not futuristic yeah. and there's nothing like they didn't have to design crazy shit to put on weapons. Yeah. It's kind of standard, which is great. Um, but with that said, you've got up to five slots per gun. Not all guns can allow five slots to be filled. Mm. Some will only do three. Um, yeah, I think there's only two slots or one slot you can fill on anti-aircraft rockets because they just don't fit other things like there's no point having fucking extra scopes and shit on it like yeah. you know, different grips um, but a gun that can fit up to five different things on it some actually have seven things that you can do to them but you can only have five active at a time um, the tree is like there's 60 different attachments some weapons have which you can customize a lot but then yeah. there's also a fucking about 60 or 50 different you know, camos and colors that you can color your weapons as well, which just seems so fucking pointless to me. Yeah. Um, well, it's something for, something for everyone, I guess. Yeah, well, I guess that's true. Um, I did touch on before the campaign, and I've really enjoyed the campaign. I actually thought it, it was probably the highlight of Modern Warfare. Mm. Uh, has been this good campaign it was it was fairly well written um, you know for what it is it's actually pretty well written the voice acting and the acting in it has been pretty good um, you know you you pretty much get a lot of the uh, emotion that you need out of a character and yeah. in a game like this that's you know pretty important for them to be you know playing that that well correctly. it's eliciting a response from you as well that's so right yeah. you want it to be well written in that way that's it um, but just to not give away anything on the on the campaign I guess um, you're basically playing as a couple of different factions there's um, there's like a combined 
US UK force that uh, the allies. Yeah, they ally and they um, they unite with this fictional country called Uzbekistan. Oh, I know Uzbekistan. Um, yeah, it's just between Kazakhstan and nowhere. Uzbekistan. Yeah, <laughs> and a few extra letters mixed in. Um, Durkadurkistan. <laughs> I wasn't gonna, <laughs> but you did. <laughs> um, so you you team up with those um, the freedom fighters because they were invaded by Russia. They're the Kurds. Pretty the Kurdish much. army. Yeah. Yes, pretty much. Kurdish, and they're Kurdish, trying to take back their land. Kurdistan. <laughs> Uh, there's also a terrorist group called uh, the El Quatal, Quatala, um, I think. Sorry, ah. um, and yeah, they're, they're pretty nasty. AQ, but it's Al Qaeda. When it said when I was playing, it said AQ. I was like, oh, Al Qaeda. Like, yeah, exactly. No, no it's not them. No. It's Al Qaeda. Because you're playing in Kadokadokistan. Um, so yeah, you get to play as a CIA officer and as a SAS officer and at stages you actually flick to a um, a what do they call it when you go back in time um, back like the a future. memory kind of thing flashback uh, flashback that's yeah. it <laughs> fuck I thought classic I took so it's much fl- acid I thought I would have had one by it's now it's a flashback <laughs> I didn't. I'm joking. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so the, yeah, in a flashback, you do actually go back and take control over the the leader of this freedom fighter group. And you get a bit of backstory into why, you know... They want freedom. They want freedom and Russia was so fucking brutal and things like that. Because... Um, um, and it was it was Russia. actually really full on, this this yeah. part of the campaign. Because um, you do go back 20 years and they're children. Um, and the whole village is getting gassed and killed. And, you know, like I said, there was one part you know, where you're this child and you're kind of crawling through mud to get away from these uh, soldiers. That's fucking pretty It was pretty on. hardcore. And then you're crawling through a school where there's dead children around. And yeah. you know, it was just fucking atrocious, you know? Like, they weren't... They'd been gassed, so they weren't, you know, blood everywhere. It wasn't that gory. Shit, but it was just Yeah, it was... You just dark. get it. And it's yeah. like, fuck, this is hardcore. Like, you can really tell... This kind of shit happens. Yeah. You know? And... It's a bit too close to home, you know. Yeah. I mean, we're fucking not close to their homes, yeah. so we are distant from it. Yeah. But, you know, there's a lot of shit in there that... I like is... how it portrays Russia as the ones doing that shit when America... Yeah. <laughs> ...are pretty good at fucking up schools in, in the Middle East as well. Yes. <laughs> but... They're yeah. the good guys. But this is made up, so yeah. it's okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally made like, up. Like, in reality, we all know America yeah, exactly. up schools. yeah. yeah. In this made-up country, it's... yeah, It's all Russia. It's all made up. So it's all good. <laughs> um, so if you haven't played the game yet, I would suggest you do. It's it's the, if best, fun, it, yeah. the best fun I've had with a Call of Duty game for a long, long time. Yeah. Since probably the original um, Modern Warfare came out. And that's been... Some time. Yeah, 2007 that came out yeah. so 12 years of being disappointed well in a way yeah. you know like I've played a lot of the games between 
but I really didn't enjoy them that much yeah and i've only played them small amounts like i've put a fuck ton of time into this game already and i'm really quite enjoying it and i do want to continue to play it yeah um so that says a lot for this game yeah which is great um in regards to multiplayer obviously there's crazy fucking people playing multiplayer that somehow seem to be able to uh dedicate their lives to play yeah. in this game. So like prestige 30 times already. Oh, and... fucking unbelievable. Like I'm, I'm level 30, which is probably not all that long played. Yeah. Because um, I did play through the campaign. I've been playing other shit, of course, um, and working and being a parent. Yeah. Um, but there's people at Get like your level 200 and shit already yeah, that yeah, have yeah. unlocked fucking everything in the game, you know? Yeah. And when you get to that level, you do have a much higher ability because your guns are better or not better but they unlock different guns Mm. so you know there's just an advantage i guess to playing that much and getting that much better um but multiplayer in itself is is good it's quite leveled um there's multiple ways of playing it like you can load out up to 10 different loadouts um you know and and you can just customize it to your liking um, the more you play, obviously, the more you're going to open up different guns and different abilities and all that kind of shit. Yeah, standard um, fare. Yeah, there's uh, eight basic modes in this one, which is pretty good. Um, so you got obviously your search and destroys, your uh, death matches, um, you know, team death match, cyber attack, which is pretty good, where you've got to go and disarm bombs and and you know blow things up. Yeah. Um, domination, uh, free for all. And then you've got like big ground wars and you know, realist kind of settings as well, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of cool. Uh, and there's 23 different maps across them all, so it's it's quite good. Some of them are nighttime maps as well, yeah, um, just to change it up a little bit. But it's it's pretty well done. They've, they've put a fuckload of time into this, and it's actually quite leveled, yeah, and, and quite well done. So I'm going to give. I'm going to give the whole game a four and a half out of five. Yeah. So for me to give a Call of Duty game that, it's a big deal. Yeah. Um, and mainly it's based on the campaign. I had a great time in the campaign. Yeah. Multiplayer has been a bit frustrating, of course, but that's because I'm old and I don't shoot as quickly as I used to. Yeah. Um, but getting to the point now where I'm level 30, I've unlocked a fair few guns that I'm getting quite proficient at yeah and um, the more you play it the more you get the hang of it too yeah as well you get to know the maps more and all that kind of stuff which helps a shitload yeah fuck yeah so you can figure out your line of sights and all that kind of stuff and um you know there's a lot of good stuff in this like the um you know, the the noise the sound the footsteps all that kind of stuff is really well done so yeah, yeah quite worth playing design, yeah yeah so give it a crack and yeah see how you go give it a crack and that's right. Release the Kraken. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, that's good. Yeah. So, Something different. Yeah. Four and a half. Four and a half. So, moving on, we've got The Outer Worlds, which we talked about... Briefly. First impressions last episode. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm just going to do the review now. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Funny that. Um, and and I, I played a little bit of this as yeah. well, so... Yeah, don't want to talk too yeah. much about it. But so, I, well, yeah. I just not, I just finished the story yesterday, mm-hmm. finally. Uh, my playtime, I think, was around 48 to 50 hours. 
which is a, a long time yeah. considering the general average length of that game. So I had a look at how long to beat.com and it's got the median. Um, the me- I must've just been fucking around heaps because it's, they've got completionist at 33 hours wow. and I spent 48 plus on it. Um, but they, you can also speed run it. They, they've got speed runs on here of like the fastest speed runs an hour and 23 minutes to clock wow. that whole game, which I don't, you'd have to be skipping cuts oh, yeah. and stuff, but yeah. Um, to do the, just the main story, you're looking at around 10 hours and to do a bunch of side missions and stuff, you're looking at around 20 to 30 hours generally, yep. which is a really short time for an RPG, mm-hmm. which I think is good. So, okay. The basic gist of the story is that it's a futuristic time where Earth has sent a bunch of Earth corporations all joined forces to send people to this place called Halcyon, Mm. which is like a solar system that they are using as a colony, an Earth colony. And they terraform a couple of planets and these corporations run there and everyone who lives there works for the corporations. And it's very... um, the the corporate slogans and stuff are everywhere and everything's fully yeah, fully focused around the corporations yeah. and the general idea of the game is that you're kind of trying to subvert or like start a revolution against the corporations i guess mm-hmm. because everyone is kind of unhappy with their lot in life and they've got this religion where it's all about there's a plan a grand plan and you need to slot into your place in society which all seems like propaganda to me. But anyway, um, basically you are trying to figure out what's going on in this solar system. So you're from a colony ship called the Hope, which has hundreds of thousands of the brightest minds from Earth that have been sent to Halcyon. It's supposed to be a one-year trip Mm -hmm. and something goes wrong and the ship gets lost and it turns up 26 years late. Yep. But the corporation's decide to just they because you're not supposed to stay in hibernation for that long so they they realize that if they try to remove you from hibernation remove the people from hibernation they're all going to die yeah so they just leave them floating in space and this guy who's a scientist wakes you up and finds a way to save you to bring you back without you turning into a puddle of water and your mission is to find this chemical that he used to revive you so that you can revive the rest of the people on the ship so that all these bright minds and engineers and scientists and stuff can solve the problems that are plaguing Halcyon. Yeah. And as you play through, you, you go to these different planets and you meet people and you start to get this idea of what's happening and why Halcyon is not necessarily a great place to live and the problems that are facing the people there, yep. which is like problems with food, problems with crazy fucking wildlife that wants to kill you. Yeah. Um, Just toxic environments and stuff like that. So it's a pretty... In terms of... People too. Yeah. And the people turning against each other and outlaws. Yeah, so there's outlaws, marauders and stuff and just people who've decided, you know what, the corporate life isn't for me. I'm just going to go and do do whatever I want. And yeah, so it's a really richly designed world, Mm. which I appreciate. And that's like par for the course with Obsidian Entertainment. 
Yeah. You know, these are the guys who made New Vegas and they did uh, Knights of the Old Republic 2. Yeah. They were... The guys from Obsidian Entertainment worked... They used to work for Interplay. Mm-hmm. And then they went... Interplay sort of went went bust or whatever. They started their own company, Obsidian. But yeah. Interplay did like Baldur's Gate and Neverwinter Nights yeah. and all these real classic RPGs. Mm. And more recently, they did their... With Obsidian, they did like the South Park Stick of Truth. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And Pillars of Eternity was this old school Baldur's Gate style RPG that they kickstarted. Yeah, that's so. Right. Yeah. They're about a kind of mid-ranged indie studio, and mm-hmm. then last year or earlier this year, Microsoft yeah, bought, bought them. them out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, which I thought was weird that they still allowed this to be put out on. Yeah. Uh, PS. Well. It's funny what Microsoft are doing with their acquisitions because, like, I'm pretty sure Ninja Theory have a game coming that's... Because Ninja Theory, who made Senwa's Sacrifice, Hellblade, or whatever it's called, they've got their game coming out, which I'm pretty sure is all platforms as well. They also bought Compulsion Games, who did We Happy Few, Mm -hmm. which is out on all systems, Except here, because it's banned, but you yeah. can still get it. and Mojang. They bought Mojang ages ago, and yeah. Minecraft is still coming out on all platforms. Yeah, true. So Microsoft are kind of doing an interesting thing there, where their main first-party stuff, which is like Halo and Gears of War and Forza, yeah. are all staying first-party yeah. exclusives, but then they're using these other... And it's a good idea, because... Oh, more money. You know, they... PlayStation came out recently and said they've sold through like 108 million consoles. Yeah. Which makes it the second highest selling console of all time. Like it just overtook PS1 and the Wii. Yeah. The only one that sold more is PS2. Yeah. In terms of home consoles, consoles, not handhelds. Because DS, I think, is just under PS2. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, they they are taking advantage of the wider market in that Mm. way, which I think is pretty smart by Microsoft. Yeah. Like there's no reason why they can't make money off PlayStation exactly. as well. Yeah. Um, yeah and as a gamer, it's cool because I really friggin' love Obsidian mm. and I would be sad if all of future Obsidian games were only on yeah. Xbox because I don't play my Xbox very often. But it'd Although, give you an opportunity to play it. Yeah. yeah. So there's that. Well, it'd force you to go and buy a new... Yeah, well, when the yeah. new generation comes exactly. out, I won't probably be getting an Xbox at launch, but no. I'll be getting a PS5 at launch. Yeah. But getting back to the Outer Worlds, um, so Obsidian are really well known for making really massive RPGs that are fucking excellent. Like New Fallout New Vegas is arguably the best Fallout game. Yeah. Um, or, you know, people are like, oh, Fallout 3 is my favorite or Fallout New Vegas is my favorite, you know? Yeah. So they're really good at what they do. Mm. And although this is a short one, it's actually kind of refreshing to have a short RPG. Yeah. Because... Big RPGs can be kind of confronting when you go into them, especially True. like Pillars of Eternity that Obsidian did. That's not an RPG for your every man to go and no, pick God, up. No. For a yeah. start, it's the sort of isometric view yeah. mm-hmm. with shitloads of reading, mm-hmm. right? Which puts people off. But then there's all the systems as well, stats and skills and stuff that are just super confusing. Yeah, yeah. And so they've managed to really cleverly dial that back for the outer worlds where the world is still really well meshed out and if you want to you can spend the time there's reading there's a lot of depth and, there yeah and um 
the skills and, and stats are there, but they're not confusing. Like yeah. they're pretty straightforward. So you can just pick it up and go, oh, I've got some skill points. Where do I put them? Yeah. Oh, that it's like broken down reasonably. Mm-hmm. True. Simply for you yeah. to be able to pick it up, which is really refreshing and a good way to get people who aren't naturally into RPGs RPG to yeah. get into it. Exactly. Which I really appreciate as well. As a hardcore RPG mm. fan, it, is it's refreshing to not have that kind of yeah. intellectual weight behind it, even though it's still a really smart and clever game. Mm. Now, classic RPGs always have lots of dialogue choices and stuff like that. Yes. And there's decisions in the outer worlds where, you know, the first place that you go to is, so you get revived from the hope and you get ejected out of this escape pod by the scientist. He's like, go to this planet and meet up with this guy Captain Hawthorne and he'll help you on your way and then you get there your pod lands your on him your pod lands on him because old mate's an idiot and he used this little homing beak and he's like holding it up in the air so the pod fucking lands on his head and crushes him which is it's pretty it's funny, funny. Yeah, yeah it's fucking classic it's gory but and it's they also like say that he's like oh my god he's such an idiot <laughs> Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Acknowledge it. It was funny. Move yeah, on. which yeah. is one of the good things about this game because not only is it a well-written, fleshed-out world, mm. it's also got a lot of witty and yeah. funny writing, True. which is really good. Um, and so you're on this planet, and it's called Terra Two, mm-hmm. and you're in this place called you're going to this town called Edgewater, and there's a situation there where Edgewater is a they call it Saltuna, which is a type of fish. Soltuna Cannery Factory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they catch the fish, put it in cans, sell it. That's the corporation. It's Space's Choice yep. is the corporation. It's not the best choice. It's Space's Choice. <laughs> Which is like, that's just funny. <laughs> totally. Right? And like, awesome. another thing is Auntie Cleo's is a, a medicine company. And the antidote is called, I think I mentioned this in the last podcast, it's called Oli Oli Toxin Free. Yeah, that's right. right? So there's lots of little funny jokes like that. Yeah. But so you're on this planet, you're in Edgewater, and you go up and you meet the boss of the place, the foreman owner, whatever, the chairman, not the chairman of Space of Choice, just the guy who's in charge of the town. Yeah. And he's like... almost, but that's his job. yeah. Yeah. So he's like, these people have left, they're deserters, they've left the company, and we're struggling because yeah. we don't have enough staff and everything's going kind of downhill. Yeah. Um, and they've and gone and taken over the... this. Um, so there's like, like a the botanic solar, gardens. Oh, it's like a right, garden, yeah. yeah, botanical area where they made plants and shit like yeah. that. But they struggled because the soil on this planet is not good for growing shit. Mm-hmm. So the problem is that there's a geothermal power plant and it's powering both and you have to decide... Well, you need this part for your spaceship to get your spaceship running. And you've got to get it from the power coupling of either the town or this place where the deserters are. Mm -hmm. And you get to know the people in both places. And you have to make the decision whether you're going to take the power from the town, which will destroy the lives of shitloads of people, or take the power from the other place, which will potentially destroy the lives of a shitload of people over there. So there's... It's... um, it's an interesting way of doing that sort of diametric fucking mm. choice thing. Yeah. Because usually when you have choices in a game, it's like you're either good or you're bad. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this, there's arguments for both ways. And, and the other part of it I thought was different was it actually takes time to come up with a like a compounding reason why on either side for this. Yeah. Like It's not just... 
which fucking pill do you choose? The red yeah, one or the yeah, blue yeah. one? You know, they're like they're both positive. Have positive yeah, and negatives and negatives. Yeah, yeah. and you've got to go all right. And then there's a fucking like companion that is also offering an opinion as well. Yeah, which well, you get two fun. in that town. You get the engineering chick, but you also get this guy who's a vicar. That's right. And he's yeah. a vicar of the the whole you're part of the plan thing. Yeah. So they kind of play off each other because the engineer chick, her dad died from being basically worked to death yeah. by the company. Yeah. And so you're like, they both have differing yeah. arguments, mm-hmm. but you're also like, the one whose dad died is still kind of loyal to the company because she's like, all of these people, like I grew up with them, they're yeah, people exactly. I know and I don't want them to lose their li- life or, you know, yeah. their ability Potential to work and whatever. To live, yeah. So mm-hmm. it's surprisingly deep in that way. Mm. And there's other choices. Like as you go through the game, you've there's there's not many because it's a short game. But there's a uh, every area you go to pretty much has one of those sort of decisions where your choice affects a shitload of people. Yeah, and mm. it's not always clear cut. Like because you look at that first one and you go, well, they're all slaves to the corporation and these people are free, but they're still like the corporation isn't just enslaving them; it's also caring for them. You know roundabout way yeah, whereas these them people alive. yeah yeah whereas these people over here they could go back to work you know there's no they're just rejoin the fold yeah so mm. there's this arguments either way and i'm not going to go into it too much because there's some fucking dark shit there as oh, well yeah. so yeah i, I kind of like how they've done that but also managed to keep it slimmed down yeah in terms of how much is going on there because there's also marauders and you know, all yeah, kinds of other like shit going on. Wildlife that you've got to fight and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And then there's all these other side quests around it as well that kind of mesh out. The, like they show well, you I more I read of the somewhere world. that actually there's like potentially months of stuff that you can do. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. It's a really big game like that. Well, so, yeah. So there's a review on The Guardian <laughs> that basically says there's enough content to keep going for months. To be fair, the game came out, what, two two weeks ago? A bit more. Yeah. yeah, and that's when I started and I finished it in 50 hours in that time, which if you played 50 hours normally, you'd probably get a good month out of it, I reckon. Yeah. But, but um, it's, the, it's the kind of game, and, and this is... You can go at your own pace. This is my issue with these kind of games, is that if you buy one game every you know quarter, yeah. for instance, you know, and you want to play it over a certain amount of time... There is so fucking much in this yeah. that it's like reading a really, really in-depth book, reading the first two chapters and then putting it down for three weeks. Yeah. And then picking it back up and kind of going, fuck, what happened? You know, like, where was I? What's the story here? And what have I got to but do? It, it does that. It handles it reasonably well that way as well, because you've got a journal where you can go and look at your quest and stuff. Oh, yeah. And it puts in like bullet points. So you can keep so it quickly. So it'll say like, your current thing you need to do is go to this place and find this thing or find this yeah. person. Yeah. But then when you finish that, it says you went to this place and you found this person oh, or you cool. went to this place and you made this choice and then it has the next option. Yeah. So it breaks down so you can go in and go, oh, which where was I up to with this quest? Yeah. You know? And because it's not so long, you have that freedom. Yeah. To it, it, it makes it a little it bit and, easier. Yeah. yeah, gotcha. So that, that's what's refreshing as opposed to like a Fallout 4 where you put 50 hours into it and then you don't play it for two months and then you go back and you just have no idea where you're exactly. up to, what you're doing, yeah. you know. Um, and like the things like on a base level, you know, 
traversing the world, the fast traveling and stuff is pretty basic. Yeah. Shooting is, it's kind of like Fallout if it didn't have the um, VAT system. Yeah. yeah. So it's just much more streamlined mm-hmm. in that way. Yeah. The shooting Actually, isn't. I found the shooting a little bit better in this than the other one. Yeah. Oh, than Fallout, I yeah. should say. Like it just. It's a bit smoother. Yeah. It is, yeah. And yeah. um and the weapons are there's there's so many weapons and gear items that you can find but you're also not you know in a lot of games say because we've been playing for example Ghost Recon and yeah. the Division and stuff like that where you're constantly getting loot and you're mm-hmm. having to upgrade and and keep on top of what you're using yeah whereas this you're constantly getting shitloads of stuff but you can also modify it and put you know, stat boosts on stuff. But in terms of weapons, a weapon that you pick up at the beginning of the game, you can continue using that the whole way through the game. Oh, yeah, cool. Because it... They don't... I guess you find sort of special weapons that have other abilities and stuff yeah. like that. And there's mm-hmm. science weapons as well that are part of side quests and stuff. But in general, you can just get any gun and just use that. And you can tinker with it to upgrade it and yeah. make it more powerful and stuff like that. Well, I guess that. a person's a person. You know, or an enemy's an enemy. Yeah. You, you use what you have to do the damage. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of choices of weapons and there's different weapon damage types like electrical and acid and yeah. you know radiation and all this kind of stuff which is standard for an RPG of this nature. Yeah, yeah. Um, but again, it's done in such a way that's really clear what you need to do mm. so it's not confusing. Like yeah. I was saying the same thing about the story and everything. It's not... And the stats and everything. It's not confusing I don't feel like, and maybe I'm biased because I played a lot of RPGs, but I can look at it and go, this is much more dialed back in terms of yeah. confusion. Like when I was playing Pillars of Eternity, I can play that game and go, there are so many people who would not even bother oh, touching this. And if they did, it would be way too much for yeah, them yeah. because it's so complicated. The learning curve just to be able to play it is yeah. huge. And yeah. that's a game as well, which like I got probably three quarters of the way through pillars of eternity and every time i go back to it it's confusing yeah because i'm like where was i up to and what are the controls and there's so Mm -hmm. much to do whereas this it's like you have weapons Mm -hmm. and you can use special abilities from your two companions that's left on the dial the d-pad or right on the d-pad and you're Mm -hmm. basically just shooting and hiding hiding and shooting yeah so it keeps it really simple and um, and you've got the ability to slow down time, which I didn't even really use that much. Yep. Um, there is a more difficult, a higher difficulty level where you have to eat food to survive, which is you know that ultra that level ultra for, for RPGs. Yeah. Like where if you're, you need to sleep, mm-hmm. and the only place that you get a proper good night's rest is in your spaceship, even yeah. though there's beds all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're teammates die they don't automatically revive at the end of the battle you have to revive them okay. stuff like that yep so there's depth there for fans as well um one of my favorite things about it is the writing is like we were saying there's wittiness and, and humor and stuff like yeah. that but the actual characters that you get so you get i think six companions that you can choose from and every time you leave your spaceship you pick up to two you yeah. can still roam the world solo you don't need to take any of them with you yeah. But they all have companion quests, which is standard. But 
um, doing all those companion quests and all the side quests throughout the game really help to show you what the world is like that they've created mm. and it's all so well done that it is really compelling yeah and the characters are really well written and the, the voice acting the voice is really acting good is that character good. that yeah. you get in Edgewater Parvati mm-hmm. I think she's probably one of my favorite characters from any game wow um, so she's an asexual character which comes out you know just in conversation you know people like the LGBT yeah, they push it they're like, oh, why isn't there characters that yeah. suit this, whatever? And it's always like kind of overtly yeah. mentioned, like, oh, this person is you're like yeah. obviously a homosexual person, so you can relate to them. Yay. Yeah, exactly. And she's like Or they throw it right in your face right yeah. from the very start. So yeah. Parvati, there's yeah. a quest line where you go to this spaceship that's called the Groundbreaker and it's like an independent space station separate from the corporations. Mm-hmm. And you're, you meet you have to meet the chief of the spaceship who is running the joint and she's a woman mm-hmm. and Parvati has a crush on her and so the companion quest line for her is to get her a date yeah with this chief yep um, and she's like oh you know I'm not really into the physical stuff and people always said I'm kind of weird for that and so she's like admitting that she's an asexual person who's romantic but is not interested in physical stuff and then you have the choice of saying oh yeah me too so you can be an explicitly asexual person if you wanted to Mm. it gives you that choice you know whereas as opposed to being like oh hey everyone look at me look at me you're just like it's one line but Mm -hmm. it helps you define the character the way you want your character to be which I think is really good because it lets people and play as the character as that well. they want to, yeah. yeah. But the reason that I like her is because she's just this down-to-earth character who really cares about other people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you'll be making decisions in different quests and stuff like that. And whichever companions you are, you have with you will, like, pipe up with input during mm-hmm. that. You'll be talking to an NPC and then it'll cut to your companion saying something and the NPC will talk back to them yeah. and then go back to you. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of depth there in terms of which characters you have with you and how yeah. they respond. So there's ones who are like totally anti-corporation who are with you. And then there's ones who are pro-corporation, but they want the best for people. And yeah. then, you know, there's so many there's different characters, oh, yeah. which is nice yeah. to have that choice. And you get to mm-hmm. like the ones... You know, you can play with ones that you need to play with for the companion quests, or you can just play with the ones that you enjoy spending time yeah, with. Yeah, um, that's pretty cool. They have that standard banter walking around the world where the, the characters interact with each other. And so mm-hmm. the guy who's the vicar can talk, you can have him, and there's a guy called Felix who you find on Groundbreaker who's like totally anti-corporation, but he loves watching like the serials that are like these fictional shows yep. about you know adventurers and shit like that mm-hmm. and so they they're fully fleshed out personalities but the way that they relate to each other like the vicar will be like you need to get a straight line in life and fit into the plan the world the universe has a plan yeah. and then old mate they'll have arguments about like <laughs> theological arguments <laughs> which is just interesting it's, so bizarre for a it's game. bizarre but it's interesting yeah. to just like you're running from point A to point B and you just and listen to just, this conversation yeah, some shit you going know? on in the background yeah, yeah which is just really good and um yeah but Parvati I found getting towards the end of the game 
I preferred her and this chick that you found on the planet um, Monarch. They were my two favorite ones to sort of take with me just because I liked their personalities. Yeah. And then you're making these really important decisions as you get towards the end of the game. And she's this sort of voice of reason, I guess, mm-hmm. but not in a... I don't know. It's weird to explain. It's hard to explain because they, you know, every game has that character. Yeah. But this one is just, she's just so softly spoken that she's just like, you know, I know that you want to do this, but, you know, maybe think Think about how this is going to affect these people. You know, instead of sort of black and white, there's like Mm -hmm. this gray area that she, I don't know how to explain it, but I just really appreciate that character. She's just refreshing, refreshingly real. As a character. Yeah, exactly. Good if you could take her into other games. Yeah. Make games real. Yeah, and I think that's where Obsidian really shine is is their script writing in that way. And all of the characters, not just Parvati, but all of them, I really appreciated all of their stories Mm -hmm. and everything about them I just thought was really well done. And in general, the game, I spent 50 hours on it. I may not replay it because I've got other games to play, but... I would definitely recommend people pick it up because it's just, it's not long. Mm-hmm. Like I said, you can do the main story in 10 hours. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you don't get caught up in all the side shit. And but I, it has I played that a couple, of, a few hours of it. Um, mm. I think I did get caught up just mucking around and doing other stuff because yeah. there's so much to it that you can. Yeah. Um, and I, I enjoyed it. My issue, like I mentioned, I think on the last podcast was going from Breakpoint straight into something yeah. like that. Um yeah, it was very slow and, you know, there was a lot to it and yeah. I just didn't want to. Yeah. So Well that's my problem yeah. going from that into Death Stranding because I'm like all oh, there's all these systems and characters, well written characters yeah. and stuff, to being alone and walking through wilderness yeah, exactly. with a fucking backpack. Well we'll on. get onto that one in a minute. But anyway, um technically the game has been generally pretty good, although I had some frame rate drops. Mm. I feel like it kind of reminds me of Bethesda games on PS3 where the more you played, the bigger your save file got and then the yeah. game started to struggle. Yeah. When I started playing The Outer Worlds, I never had any issues. Mm-hmm. And then I had to go to this space station where there's like one mission. It's like a go to this space station, put a cartridge in a computer and then fuck off and you never go back there. Wow. And as soon as I entered that space station... I was getting freezing and frame rate drops like crazy. Wow. And then when I left, no more problems. I had maybe frame rate drops occasionally, but not like... It was nearly unplayable. Wow. Which was fucking weird. Just bad coding. I don't know. It's just that area. Yeah. But I don't know. I haven't read about that anyway. So maybe my PS3 was just had corrupted data or who the fuck knows. But in general, uh, it ran really well. Mm Mm-hmm. Load screens definitely started taking longer and longer the longer I played. Yeah. You know, I would fast travel to an area and I'd be able to go and make a cup of tea in the time the load screen was on. But that's playing on the original PS4, so maybe it's different, you know, on a a Pro or an Xbox One X or PC definitely would be different. Yeah. But, um, Hmm. yeah, this game is, like we've said before, it's free on Game Pass for PC and Xbox. Yeah. If you have Game Pass. So, seriously, if you have it, get it yeah. play it give it a go and just try it out because it's one of those games that I think there's no reason why no. you know if you can speed run it in an hour and a half 
Yeah, exactly. You can at least get an idea of and what it's you not like. Defining in any way, but it's actually a a good, well flushed out game. Yeah, and good games like this, of the depth that it can be. Yeah, are kind of irregular nowadays. Mm. You know, like there's well, that's only the thing. A few when you get an RPG it. nowadays, it's like. 200 hours it's a commitment yeah, exactly whereas this is you know I played 50 hours but you can play an hour and a half like That's that right. kind of flexibility is yeah pretty wild when Fuck you think yeah. about it for an RPG yeah. yeah so yeah I um, it wasn't quite as good as I was expecting but that's because I kind of have Obsidian on this pedestal yeah but for what it is I think it's really quite impressive and I'd say uh, four and a half out four and a half out of five drop yeah. beds, not I was bad thinking, at all. I was thinking four, but the more I think about it, the more impressed with it I am. Yeah. Because, you know, I put 50 hours into it and at no point was I like, fuck, I've got to slog through this to get to yeah. the end. I was enjoying it and I was mm. enjoying the characters. That's and, good. And know. honestly, like if you just said, like if you've got Game Pass, it's a it's, it's a, a free game. It's, it's a good game. It's a game. fucking good game free game yeah. that you can put 50 hours into mm. and still think of fondly you know so that's like it's good. not a specifically a triple a game because it's from this little sort of they're owned by microsoft but yeah. they're a fucking indie company exactly yeah you know they haven't fully changed their ways in the three months since they were bought by fucking microsoft yeah like this game has been in development for a couple of years mm-hmm. so it's an indie game yeah, that is just exceptional. When you look at it as an indie game, you're like, exactly. "Wow, yeah, that that's fucking pretty, impressive." Yeah, it's you know? pretty big. Yeah. There's sort of that mid range between. But anyway, so that's yeah, four and a half out of five. I'd say that is definitely worth picking up and having a crack at. All right, so another game that we've actually both been playing a bit of, um, which we just mentioned, yes, uh, is Death Stranding. Mm. Now, this is a Kojima game that has had a fair bit of publicity, lots spoken about it, a lot of people really interested in it dropping because it kind of seemed strange and edgy and weird and everybody <laughs> wanted to know what the fuck was going on with it for the longest time. Yeah, Ever it since was it was very t- first. It was a long show. time coming and they've shown several different trailers that have all been equally fucking confusing. Yes. Um, and now it's out... And we're seeing uh, reviews everywhere from like 3 out of 10 to 10 out of 10. Yeah. Which is pretty polarizing. Yeah. Um, Well, the the amazing thing is that it's still fucking confusing as fuck. Mm. Like, I've played a lot of this game. Like, you know. So you've played about five hours now ish? About seven ish, yeah. Seven, yeah. yeah. Um, I've played like one and a half, maybe. Yep. And. I keep turning it off and going to Need for Speed Heat instead because I am just... It is not for me. Well, it's a real head fuck. It is. Um, It just makes no sense to me. And I maybe, you know... I said before it came out, I said this kind of looks like one of those games where it's going to be like, oh, you don't get it? Maybe you're just not smart enough. Like one of those like wanky, arrogant... You know, where people Mm -hmm. are like... Oh, you don't get it. You must just be an idiot. Like, you're not yeah, smart enough exactly. to understand this. When Your taste really, buds aren't good enough to drink Furphy. Yeah, when it's really just like... And we're drinking Furphy, by the way. <laughs> just just to put that out there. <laughs> it's not the best choice. It's Furphy. <laughs> <laughs> but and anyway. obviously we're not sponsored by them. <laughs> um, 
We could be, though. We should be. Maybe you should send him this episode. But anyway, Death Stranding. I don't want to talk too much shit about it because I'm still playing it and whether or not I'm going to... It's 40 hours long. That's the thing that... Playing... Yeah. Yeah, just playing an hour and a half. I'm just like, can I fucking do this for 40 hours? You know? Well, like I said, I've played about seven hours and I'm at the point where I'm kind of like, I should get it. Like, I should know why the fuck I want to play this game. Yeah. But I don't. Yeah, my usual thing is about between a tenth of the way through a game and a fifth of the way through the game, you should have a general idea of whether it's something that you like or not. Obviously, the whole rest of the game can have things that change. Like, some games, you know, will change halfway through and add in a completely new element that you're just like, wow, this is really good. Mm. But in general, a game should be able to grab you within the first, say, 20%. Yeah. So in a 40-hour game, you're looking at, I'm at eight, eight hours. So yeah. yeah, you're pretty much there. Yeah. Um, and, and to be honest, like I, I kind of feel, I kind of feel like I just want to give it a little bit more. Yeah. But there's a part of me that's kind of going, if I don't get it now, then can I be fucked? Yeah. Like, at what point do I pull the plug? That's where. And I'm it's at. mainly because it's such a fucking slow game. Yeah. And it reveals things in like the drippest of drips. Oh yes. Yeah. Which, you know, I understand it's Kojima and he he's fucking edgy and all this shit, but and it's a totally new IP. Like yeah. I'm really hands down so fucking happy that someone's taken the mantle and gone. I'm gonna try and do something different. Yeah. Like, fuck, dude, thank you so much because I'm so sick of 16 fucking episodes of COD, you know? Like, yeah. that kind of shit is a, is a bold move. Yeah. And whoever's backed him and paid a lot of money to get this game was, developed... Yeah, Sony. Like, there's a fuckload happening yeah. here that is a huge thing. Yeah. But... And he has a massive fan base, so there's... You know, you've got a bit of safety in that because yeah. mm-hmm. there is those people who go, you know, Kojima makes weird games and I'm totally down with that so I'm going to fucking support this whereas I'm yeah. I've never really been into Kojima games mm-hmm. and then I play this and it's just like it doesn't feel compelling to me like no part of the story so far has had me go wow that's really interesting yeah you know it's it's mildly interesting to me like some of the stuff I'm like oh yeah it's kind of it's a funny old idea that he's playing with here but mm. in general, it's confusing, and yeah. the the in between the cutscenes. I guess that's my issue. I feel like it would be a really good movie mm-hmm. or TV show, maybe. Yeah, yeah, TV but show. Yeah. In between all of the cutscenes, which are super impressive, and there's like, you know, um, Norman Reedus is the main character, the dude mm-hmm. from Walking Dead. It's got Mads Mikkelsen and. Um, you know, awesome. Guillermo del Toro, yeah, and all these big names are in mm. it, which is super impressive. Yes, yeah. very good. Mm-hmm. But in between those cutscenes is like a real lack of the substance. most dull, <laughs> boring thing. And yeah. you know, I can understand because I played Red Dead Redemption Two that you know people enjoy games that are slow as fucking boring, mm-hmm. and. Um, it does it kind of interestingly. The world is the gra- graphically; it's very visually impressive. The world looks really, really nice. 
Um, mm-hmm. The characters are interest like they look good. Yeah, they do, and yeah. and they interact okay. Yeah, you know, like their their conversations flow, and you know, yeah, there's a lot to it in that regard. The thing that really pisses me off, and I've mentioned this to you, not you know, off the record, off um, the air, and I'm going to put it on there now. Oh, um, <laughs> the thing that really pisses me off is that. Like I said, I'm, I'm seven hours, six hours through the game at the moment. I've heard a shitload of the story about you know what it is, what the fuck's going on. But the thing that kind of annoys me is that they talk about it like you already know the backstory. Yeah. They don't really... Like, a lot of games are good at doing that, where it kind well, of goes... Well, movies do it as well, where yeah. it reveals it as you go, and then by the end you have the whole picture, and you're That's like, right. wow. Wow, that was cool. But across yeah. a 40-hour game, exactly, like, it and takes a level of like, patience. There's a lot of conversations that happen in this game where you're still sitting there going, what the fuck are they talking about? Like, I get what the meaning is of this conversation, but I don't understand half the shit that they're actually talking and about. And the way that they interact as well, like physically, yeah, is kind of confusing as it well. It is, yeah. And then something totally off the fucking rails, weird, will happen, yeah. and you're just like, well, okay. Yeah. What and the fuck? And then there's, there's and other then... things where that you're interacting with people sometimes, and then, you know, fucking hours later, there's another interaction, and you learn something almost completely contradictory or different to how it was and you're just like well now I don't know what the fuck's going on even more yeah and yeah it's it's getting to that point where it's like I said I don't know if it's just me sitting here going fuck you know well there's something to be said for stuff like that you know like watching Lost for example yeah you know you watch the TV show Lost and you know, you'd get through a season and be like, well, now what? I have no idea yeah, what's going on. Exactly. But, yeah. um, you know, it doesn't have a walking simulator in between I was going to say, yeah, exactly. And that's one of the biggest issues with this game is that, you know, the, the story is driving, but the gameplay, the gameplay is sitting yeah. or stumbling, yeah. I should say. Stumbling. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, uh, yeah. And, I and, feel like it's a good game to watch. The, just the cutscenes on YouTube. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. you won't miss anything. No, right? that's right. Yeah, yep, exactly right. And there's a lot in it that is really getting to the point now for me where I'm kind of like, uh, Kojima, like, give me something. Yeah. You know, like, it just give me a little bit more than what you are because I'm really fucking starving now. Yeah. You know? Like, I need more or I'm fucking you off. Yeah. You know, like, we're in a point of the year where there's other games to play yeah well I got the same day Death Stranding came out Need for Speed Heat came out and that's a like not even guilty pleasure game it's like a you can turn your brain off and go and race a fucking car yeah exactly it's like and it's actually surprisingly really fucking good compared Mm. to you know I've enjoyed all of the Need for Speed games recently but this one is like widely being positively received wow you know so why would you go and stumble along with a fucking stack of boxes on your back <laughs> for a kilometre yeah. in Death Stranding with mm. literally nothing happening from point A to point yeah. B? Yeah, yeah. Or go and play, like, action-packed. And I know, you know, there's people out there who are totally into that. Yeah. And I'm not yeah, exactly. saying that you're, you know, there's no reason why you shouldn't enjoy it if you enjoy it. It's not for me. Yeah. People gave Red Dead Redemption 2 10 out of 10. Mm. 
I don't know what we gave it. I think we gave it a reasonably good score, yeah, but I off. still played it and was like, yeah. there was a lot of RDR too where I was just like, oh, for fuck's sake, come yeah. on. Mm-hmm. You know, just slow plodding along. Yeah. And I kind of like Death Stranding in that way. Like I'm, you know, it'll go, oh, walk to this place. And walking is just a terrible experience in that game, mm-hmm. in my mind. It's not fun. But, you know, it'll zoom out from you and you see the world and this yeah. like... It'll pop up with like a song name, yeah. an artist, and it starts this song playing along. So from a Zen point of view, I guess that's good. Yeah. But then you're like, oh wow, this is really peaceful. Next minute, horrifying invisible fucking creatures are yeah, stalking you. Exactly. So, yeah. and and that's it's kind part of, of like the issue for me as well is that the action in this game isn't action. It's it's more just trying to avoid. Yeah. You know, like, well, it's a stealth game, realistically. Yeah, like, it's it, walking and and hiding. Which, if you pitched that to Sony, <laughs> I guess if you pitched it, they'd be like, "Fucking what?" Nah. Yeah. But if Kojima goes, "You're walking, but also hiding and stumbling," and it has normal readers, boxes on your back and a fetus yeah. on your chest. So you're a courier with a baby in a jar. Yeah. And you're saving a post-apocalyptic America. People would be like, we trust Kojima, you. Kojima, you fucking do what you got to do, son. Sounds like a yeah. hit. You're fucking the one. And they're right into it too. Yeah. But, you know, in less than a week, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order comes out. And that's an action RPG that yeah. is right up my fucking alley. I True. love Star Wars yeah. and I love Mass Effect. Mm. And I love RPGs. Yeah. So yeah, I feel like if Death, Death Stranding doesn't grab me in a week. Real soon. It's going to go on the back burner yes. and continue to burn on the back burner forever. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Until it runs out of gas and then other... Ovens and stove-related words. Yeah. Well, you've got to be careful. You don't want to let it, like, die and then burn out and it releases this crimera into the, Crime- fuck, yeah, what into the, the fuck? atmosphere and then something bad happens and then there's, like, these other creatures that come along and blow shit up. I don't fucking get it. I've for those of you who are listening who are confused and I don't fucking fuck. get it still. Like, seriously. <laughs> if you're confused listening to this, then we're actually doing a great job of showing you how you would feel playing this game. Yeah, for um, 10 hours maybe. Yeah. So so go fucking yeah, figure I don't f- And I looked up the trophy guide for it. Yeah. Just because I was like, oh, how long would it take to get the platinum? It, they said it's a real easy platinum. The only problem is it's like 120 hours. Oh, really? Because you play through the 40-hour story and then you've got to traverse the whole world and find all oh, the areas fuck. and five-star these areas and shit. And I was like, five-star? What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. Like... Every get, time I finish a delivery, I get, yeah, I see the rating and stuff, and I'm just looking at it, going, "None what of this fuck? makes sense yeah, to me." Exactly. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. No. Which presumably I would understand as I play more, but well, not much. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, until just, you get to a certain point, and then yeah. it's like, oh, and by the way, you can get like five stars in this area, and it's yeah. like, are you fucking serious? I've looked at this like five times now and yeah, now yeah, you yeah. tell me and then it so yeah in the trophies it's like you have to f- five star all the areas and find all the hidden shit around the world and stuff and fuck that so it basically hours. means you spend 40 hours doing the story and then another 80 hours plodding along yeah which 
you know. Yeah. Anyway, we're moving on from Death Stranding because, to be honest, I can't see either of us playing it to, like, completion. Um, yeah. I hope... We'll see that... by the time we record next yeah. where, we, where we got to with it. Yeah. But, to be honest, I, it's just Need for Speed came out on the same day and it's so much more attractive to me. Mm. Well, um, to me, I've I've actually found myself sitting there playing this game going, fuck, I wouldn't mind a game of COD. Yeah. Which is, like, not something I think I've ever said before mm. whilst playing, well, whilst being alive. I'd love to <laughs> go and play a game of COD. Yeah. Whether I'm playing another game or not. Mm. So, yeah. Maybe I, we should yeah. see if Carl from Game Train wants to come on the next episode and he can talk about it. Yeah. Because it seems like the kind of game that's right up his alley. But even then, I'm like, maybe it's not. Because mm. I don't... Because no, he has who, a life as well, so yeah. You know, maybe, I don't know who would be who this game is for, but mm. people are giving it full full score ratings. So yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll talk about. But it, yeah, it just strikes me as like the people who are giving those five star ones are those people who are like, oh, you just wouldn't get it. Yeah, you don't understand it. It's a like it's way beyond you, know, you. It's like going to an art gallery and seeing a shit on a piece of paper and going. That is beautiful that art. That is so existential. There's levels to this that you don't even understand. No. And the placement of There's the corn yes. is and the taste sublime. <laughs> you know? So yeah. I just want to put it in a fucking There's just shredder. a wank level to it yeah. that is uh, immense. But immense I feel bad level. as well because yeah. we're supposed to be reviewing and games. We're not on we we're not on immense levels of wank. Yeah, you know? well we, it's I just don't understand it and maybe I'm a moron. But you know. Well, hey, you played Journey. It's confusing. I didn't even play See, Journey. See, Journey's, Journey's like a two-hour game, though. Yeah, true. You know, if Death Stranding was, say, eight hours, yeah, that'd be really good. Yeah. But I'd like to talk to people who've played the full 40 hours and finished the game and say, like, how do you feel about the fact that you just did that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And if they're like... Oh, it was... Valuable use. An amazing experience. Changed my life. Changed my life. Which yeah. a 10 out of 10 game should be... Should elicit that kind of response. Yeah. You know. Well, to be honest, looking back at our 5 out of 5s, which we don't have that many of... Yeah. Um, There's some... Like, GTA 5... Yeah. ...was, to me, a game-changing game. Yeah. Like, that fucking redefined what it was, was potential mm-hmm. of games in the future yeah and I can't different. see this doing that yeah so like we've had some 5 out of 5s but they're just really impressive games yeah and this is an impressive game but it's also for a different reason and a different level yeah I don't know yeah. see for me when I like I look at the way that I review games is you know, I've seen conversations recently about like how important is the word, you know, air quotes, fun yeah. when describing a game and does it belittle a game if you, you know, if we were to say, quick review, um, oh, this game's really fun, you should play it. Yeah. You know, the word fun is subjective for a start. Yes. Reviews are subjective, but let's yeah. not get into it. Yeah. But saying fun really, it's not a good analysis word because you're not saying like, you know, when we do a quick review, we're like, Shooting mechanics are good, traversal is good, yeah. story is good, mm. you know, yeah. and it's fun to play. Yeah. See, for me, fun to play is like when you sit down and play it, you're not 
not having fun. Yeah, you exactly. Know? But you can have fun playing a game where, you know, you're walking through sand dunes in Journey. Yeah, that's right. Or, you know, whatever simple thing. So you can play Death Stranding and have fun stumbling along. Like some people would think that Super Meat Boy isn't fun. Yeah. Because it's so difficult and... But yeah. you fucking love that game. Yeah, if you... Know? Yeah, exactly. So yeah. it's totally subjective, but... Yeah. In terms of when I do a review, like I'll go, oh, the main thing I look at is gameplay mechanics. Yeah. Are the gameplay mechanics fun to do? Yeah. Which yeah. is, like I've said, it's subjective, the word fun. But for me, it's like, do I play this and I get frustrated mm. because it's not working the way I want it to or stuff like yeah. that? Yeah. That to me is not fun. Mm. You know, there's a difference between that and playing a game and it not doing the thing you want and it's frustrating because of the way that it's designed and it's meant to be challenging yeah that level of frustration is different to like I'm in this fucking space station and I keep having game freezes yeah and, exactly. you know you press the shoot button and it doesn't shoot like some games like Super Meat Boy are designed to be frustrating mm. because they're challenging you to do it right and if you don't do it right 20 times in a row sure you get frustrated yeah but other games are just done in a way where you're like, fuck, this is annoying, mm. you know? Yeah. You just want to get through it. This is frigging annoying. Why do I have to do this? Yeah. It's like, I don't know, Any you got a good example? Yeah, I do. Um, God of War. Yeah. Like when you're fighting against some of those, um, what were they called? The uh, Valkyries. Valkyries. Yeah. Some of those were fucking frustratingly yeah, hard yeah. well that's a, like a super meat boy style yeah, thing where once you, you get, get the timing down yeah you, you perfect it. To it yeah but then there's ones where it, no matter how good you are at doing the timing and stuff like that you're getting fucked over because of a randomly a ran, yeah, some random yeah, factor yeah, that gotcha. is just unfair and yeah. therefore not fun you know okay yeah gotcha yeah so um it comes down to the design of the game mm-hmm. and that's when I say fun, that's what I'm talking about, you know, like, do I get a sense of enjoyment from completing something yeah. or do I complete something and go, fucking glad that's done mm-hmm. because I'm sick of fucking doing it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, um, that's, I kind of got that yeah. with Red Dead a little bit. Yeah. By the time I was finished, I was like, I wanted to finish it because this is like a... It's pulling teeth now. Well, it's one of those games that you need to play. It's like, yeah. you know, yeah. watching fucking... Paint Citizen dry. Kane or something, yeah. something like that mm-hmm. where you like it's a thing that people are like this is a masterpiece you need to experience this yeah. and there for was no other reason was but t- you have to there was totally stuff in RDR2 that I really enjoyed yeah most of the game I really enjoyed but mm. horse riding from point A to point B by the time you played for 80 hours you're just yeah. like ah oh, come on and it's kind of funny actually because it's just coming out on PC recently and it's people are talking about how fucking amazing it looks and yeah. it plays and all that stuff and all. But you still like, like run down the road and a cart pulls yeah. out and you go fucking flying yeah. off your horse. And I, I just there is no way that I could go and play that game from start to finish again. Again, yeah. yeah I just I loved it. I really fucking loved yeah. that game, but I couldn't go and just do it again. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so Death Stranding for me comes down to that sort of it's totally subjective and some people will really enjoy it but I don't see how those gameplay mechanics Mm. and every review that I've seen has been the negative points have been gameplay mechanics yeah so how the fuck do you give a game anything seeming like a reasonable score when your main complaint 
is the thing that makes it a fucking game. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. If it's a great... Like, Beyond Two Souls was... Or, you know... Yeah, okay. Beyond Two Souls is a good example. Mm. Heavy Rain, maybe, to a lesser yeah. extent. Yeah. But, you know, really movie-style video games mm-hmm. where the gameplay is pretty basic. Yeah. But, you know, they have a big... You know, it had... Um, old oh. Mate... Yeah, big cast. And, like the big cast in it and stuff yeah. like that mm-hmm. that really make you go, wow, this is impressive because it has these actors and it has this and it has that. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, it's a game. It still needs to yeah. be enjoyable to play. Mm-hmm. And enjoyable is just a synonym for fun. Yeah. So exactly. it's subjective mm-hmm. and it, it means what you want it to mean. Well, like one of my, f- you know, bugbears in games is getting stuck on a rock. Yeah. You know, like, there's no reason why I should be stuck here. Yeah. Or there's no seemingly, you know, It's just like a reason. glitch or something like yeah, that. Yeah, or it's like bad camera angles or something. Yeah. And I can't see that there's something there that won't let me move. Yeah. And I'm fucked and I'm dead and because of it. Games like that, like, that's what our, one of our problems with Ghost Recon Breakpoint was. The yeah. camera view yeah. was fucking poor. Yeah. And that gave it a lesser score than it should have probably yeah. potentially got. Because you know, most other things in that game were pretty good, but the camera angle wasn't. But, yeah. When you're thinking about Death Stranding, I'm just like, I don't feel compelled to play it because when the gameplay mechanic stuff that I do is not what I expect from a game, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not what I enjoy. Yeah. Um, I know it's a stealth game, so if you're into stealth games, it's something like that. Maybe, maybe yeah, you're more I get inclined that, as well. that way. But my argument on that is that... It's not stealth the whole game. Most of it's walking. And stealth, to me, envisages a certain part of action. Yeah. This kind of doesn't. Like, Mm. there's... There's suspense There is some action in it, which is okay, but it's really, uh, like, 1% of the game. Yeah. You know, there's a lot more... Fuck, I've been spotted, run. Yeah. You know, and it's not even... Kind of like Outlast or something like that, where you can't fight the enemies you just need to hide from them yeah but intermixed with a whole shitload of just traversing the world yeah exactly yeah which is later on you can fight against some things so cool but they don't explain it to you yeah it just kind of happens um and you know there's I don't know it, it like the greatest stealth game potentially ever created was um Snake. What was it called? Um, Metal, Metal Gear, Gear Solid. Solid. Yeah. Which is Kojima. Yeah, which was a fucking brilliant game. Yeah. But it actually had good amounts of actually intense kind of action in it as yeah. well, which drove the story along. This kind of doesn't, and you know that's a real shame yeah. in my mind. Um, yeah, I, I I'm agree. kind of disappointed that I'm not enjoying it. Because, because you want to. I want to because it's this, it's on a pedestal. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. of like the, you know, it's Kojima. He's a fucking yeah. the superstar. The pedigrees. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And the cast is fantastic. Like they shouldn't have fucked it up in any way. Like it should have hit every single mark. Because if you look at even potentially the amount that's been spent on this game, mm. it should have fucking ticked every box. You know, like I if I was... But from the sounds of it, it is for some people as well. well. But if I was one of the Sony people that was sitting there going, 
we've given you $250 million, and that's just a guess. I don't know how much they gave yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. But we've given you X amount of money to go and make what could potentially be the greatest game ever made. Yeah. You know, and this is your vision and it's taken X amount of time to do this and, you know, and now today is here and I'm going to sit down and play this game. Mm. If I sat down and played the game knowing that I had a big fucking massive hole in my wallet because of it. Yeah. And not just 80 bucks because I bought it. Yeah. Like potentially enough to bankrupt a country. You know, (laughs) I'd be sitting there kind of going... Fucking hell, like, I don't know. Like, yeah. um, I'd be interested to see the sales numbers after, say, a year. Yeah. Um, and I think it'll do well because, A, it's a PlayStation exclusive and they've had so many good ones yeah, yeah. that naturally... Well, surprisingly, I put up a post on Facebook the other day about how excited I am for this game. Yeah. And now I don't know if I'm still excited. Yeah. And it's been two days. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah, I've played a fair few hours of this game, mm. and now I'm kind of sitting there going, yeah, it's it's good, it's okay, but I'm kind of wanting to go play COD multiplayer, mm. and like I said, that's not something I've ever said yeah. before. Oh well, I think yeah. I'll give it more time. Like I can't play it around the kids because it's just not yeah. a kid friendly type true. thing. Yeah, um, and I feel like it's the kind of game that would give Laura panic attacks. <laughs> Because it's kind of fucked up. Some of the yeah. stealth shit oh, is. is like pretty scary, I guess. It's weird. Yeah, it's, um, it's like a bad dream. Some of yeah, it. Like that's a scary, exactly bad the dream. whole thing comes across as like a nightmare world. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is bizarre, but mm. you know. So I'll give it more time, but yeah, I'm not really holding out hope that it's going to grab me. Mm. It's going to have to do it pretty to. soon, and yeah, yeah I. I've played a lot more and I don't think it will. So yeah. we'll see. You, oh, I, well. I might be surprised. Um, well, Matt already touched on it, but he's been playing Need for Speed. So we'll go into that next next episode. Yeah, I'll do my um, review next episode because we've been going for quite some long. time now. Um, Thanks for listening to us anyway. Yeah, if you have any thoughts on Death Stranding or any of the other games that we've mentioned today, yeah. you can email us at... Podcast at dropbeargaming.com. Yeah. You should see the glint in Matt's eye when and I start that. I'm like, if you haven't, Matt's like, fuck, here we go. Cause more I importantly, though, like comment on Facebook and stuff like that because yeah. you know, then it becomes a community thing instead of you just emailing me and me hopefully checking it. Yeah, so, and filtering out all the spam. <laughs> I'm not yeah. going to go into details. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, thanks for listening to us on this extra long episode 151. Well, it seemed pretty fitting because it was a prime number. Yeah. Yeah, so there you go. It's a special one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Take that. <laughs> thanks again. Cheers. See ya. See ya.